everyone, welcome back to Almost Better Than Silence. This is the New Year's Spectacular. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm Fuck here you, today. 2015! I'm here today with the co-host, Brandon McCullough, and we're promoting Kier Harris to a host today, because you've been on a bunch of episodes lately, and you're no longer a regular guest. We don't really have any regular guests other than Bruce and uh, Dub, so congrats to Kier. What's up? Fuck you, regular guests. <laughs> no, don't say that. They're cool people. <laughs> and now he's demoted to a regular guest. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Damn it. That quickly. But uh, how's everyone doing? Do we have any regular guests on the show we don't immediately absorb into the show and like have them on as a re- recurring host? Not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it just depends on their availability and how much they want to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, to answer the question you asked like a minute ago, I'm doing pretty fine. That's good. Yeah, it's a fucking end of a new year. We've done some reflecting with all the volumes of I Was the Walrus. Uh, what do you guys think of those? God, we're just like so dumb. Like yeah. so, <laughs> so many moments where I'm just like, ah. Oh. And I've said it on the best of it. It's mostly Mark. It's a lot of Mark <laughs> just going, God damn it, Mark. Well, one thing I find interesting is that um, when I first got into podcasting, I heard there was this uh, statistic that uh only so many podcasts like it was a small percentage like 30 percent of podcasts make it past episode six or eight or something like that so like most get that far and then just die off and i was thinking i wonder how far we'll make it and then here we are a year later i actually i really didn't think we'd make it this far so it's pretty (laughs) cool that this is a thing and that we're we're actually just getting stronger well that's the cool thing about any creative endeavor as long as you have the drive and desire to do it and you enjoy doing it, you're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Uh, hell, for a whole year of us doing this, we produced, this is episode 78. We almost made 80 episodes in a year when, and we never missed a Monday and we had a fuckload of bonus episodes coming out on Fridays. So that, that leads me to the, the one thing I really want to talk about tonight is kind of our future aspirations for the show. Um, I really hope we can kind of keep up the pace, like obviously not miss any Mondays and do as many bonus episodes as possible. But is there anything you guys, uh, particularly are trying to set as a resolution for yourself and or for contributing to the show? Do you want to go first or should I? I seek employment. I need money. I'll sell myself out to any company that'll do it. That's my resolution. That's it. That's fair. Yeah. I actually, I've been filling out so many resumes and applications. I've just kind of gone like, I zoned out while I do it. So I don't really pay too much attention anymore. And I realized after I've sent the email that in one of the cover letters, I used the sentence, let me fill your holes. I was <laughs> like, I'm going to regret that one, aren't I? That one's going to bite me in the ass. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want that job anymore. But we'll see. Um, my New Year's resolution is to have a regular and reliable audience for Life in Overdrive. And I think that's realistic because I think the content that I'm putting out there, like, I like it. So I think it's decent. I don't know. It could be terrible. It's From my perspective, it looks all right, though. No, dude, it's not terrible. And that's how I felt about this show. And we lasted this long. So I really have faith in what you're doing. And yeah, your stuff is so interesting that I think it'll keep people interested in coming back for more being like oh who's the next person that he's going to be talking to so that's pretty that's a reasonable goal how like 
what do you guys think about uh, us getting more into the kind of like uh, video side of things? I'm thinking about maybe revamping our YouTube page and I don't know, doing some more streaming and all that. But I know we talk a lot like all this year we said to our listeners that we're going to make a game for them. I guess my resolution specifically would be that in 2016, we actually make a game and that, yeah, we get more involved in the YouTube side of things. With the YouTube side of stuff, I know I said I'd be taking care of most of it, but all I've been doing is like let's plays because I don't even have a camera. Like I got all the editing stuff for it. I got the mic, but I don't have any camera. Like I guess my phone, but it's garbage. Um, so video wise, we're going to have to, I guess uh, get one of us is going to have to get a camera and try we to need to invest exactly. in a decent camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's definitely what we're doing. That's on my uh, to-do list. We're definitely going to be investing in a camera, a green screen, the whole setup. Um, honestly, that's where uh, Matt not Matt comes in. He kind of wants to get us into the whole crowdfunding thing to see if how if our listeners would be interested in helping us uh, achieve these goals. So we're potentially going to be opening up a Patreon uh, at the beginning of 2016 as well. But I'll actually talk to Matt and Mark later this episode about that stuff. Well, I mean, I think I think crowdfunding is a decent way to kick that off. And I mean, everybody who's listening to this, if you want to see us get into the side of YouTube stuff and start producing video content that's similar to the kind of stuff you're hearing on the podcast, that's a good way to help us make it happen. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean realistically we'll probably eventually just pull pull our money together and make it happen anyway for you guys just to like show you that we're capable of it but um that would just be more incentive incentive for you to hopefully help us out and make us have the ability to do more cool things for you and i mean with with that kind of stuff like uh writing those sorts of videos that's like talking about nerd culture and writing skits that are going to be funny to our kind of audience that's like half of what I do and I don't have an outlet for that right now so I'm like super excited to start working on that totally yeah I'm really excited too so we got some pretty big plans on the horizon for you guys it's going to be a cool new year but I feel like we've been blathering on for the whole beginning of this episode let's talk about games we've been playing who wants to go first uh I'll go I posted on the almost better than silence Facebook page and I think by the time this episode goes up you only have a few more days for it but the game Shadow Complex from like the developers of, or the chair developers from, they did a uh, shit, Infinity Blade on the mobile store, which were great games. It was like Demon Soul esque, but it was like all quick time events and they're relatively cheap. I'd, I'd recommend those as well. Um, but it's just a big Metroidvania like side scroller, shoot them up. And it's incredible. I think it's one of my favorite side scrollers out there. And it's actually free for the month of December. So, oh, like nice. I said, you maybe got like uh, three days by the day- time this comes out or a few more days left. But um, you have to download the Epic Games like app or whatever like on your computer to play it. But otherwise, it's free. And I highly recommend it. I beat it within like a day of like me downloading it. I just burned through it and did like 100% completion on it. And it's it's great. I love it. Nice. I'll definitely check that out. And uh, for like the last like week or so, a game called Secret Ponchos was free on Steam. And I think it's a way for them to try and bolster a crowd and try and get people playing it just to see if they enjoy it or not. 
it's a PvP like shooter arena where it's like a closed map or close knit map, and you can have like one versus one or three v- three people, and it's in the style of like an old western, and all the characters are very different with unique abilities. It's definitely a good idea, and I enjoy the style of it, but it feels like it's still in early access. It isn't, but it feels like it is because there's a lot of just buggy stuff and the frame rate isn't nearly as quick as it should be for a PvP game. Like, there's one moment where a character has a Molotov cocktail, and he can throw it down, and it'll burn on the ground. If anyone walks over it, they'll get hurt. Uh, he was the last person to survive in a match, and when he died, he dropped it. And then the next round started up, and while my team was standing there before we could actually move, one character was still in the fire, and he was still taking damage from the Molotov cocktail from the last match. So when we started the round, he was already half at half health. So it was just like, that That feels like an easy thing to fix, or an obvious thing to fix. Yeah. So there's moments that made me go like, mm, this game's tough. I, I like where they're going, but I, I wouldn't pay for it at this point. Okay, fair enough. Um, How about you, Kier? Well, on my end of things, uh, my brother's back from college on Christmas break, and he plays a ton of League of Legends, so I've been playing a bunch of that with him since he's been handy. Um, my my mid play is pretty damn good. But uh, apart from that, on a more interesting note, I've been playing through the campaign in Halo 5, and that's pretty good. It's got... It's far better than the Halo 4 campaign. Like, it's just... It blows it out of the water. But it does have some storytelling problems. That's for sure. Like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, like, in the ad campaign for the game, it was pretty much... Uh, they, they released the, the same scene from two different perspectives. One was uh, a guy by the name of Spartan Locke. He's a new character. Uh hunting down Master Chief and essentially defeating him to try and bring him in. And then they release the same scene where it's it's the roles are reversed. Uh, Master Chief is standing where Spartan Locke was standing in the first one and Spartan Locke is laying defeated on the ground and he basically just beat the shit out of him and was like, I can't believe you were going to try to bring me in. So it, they kind of made it out to be this whole this game was going to be this cat and mouse sort of thing between these two where Master Chief does something that is perceived as wrong and Spartan Locke's trying to hunt him down the entire time. What really happens is um, Master Chief disobeys an order, but it's kind of just, Master Chief, you need to go do this thing. And Master Chief goes, ah, fuck you, I'm going to do this instead. And then they're like, well, we got to send Spartan Locke to hunt you down, even though it's really not that bad what you did. And I was kind of hoping it was going to be like, he doesn't really do anything wrong, but from the right perspective, it looks like he seriously fucked up and is AWOL. And then whenever Locke's hunting him down, he kind of realizes that what Master Chief, this is this is the actual story now, okay. but he kind of realizes that Master Chief didn't really do anything that bad. And he's like, eh, Master Chief's not such a bad guy. I guess I'll just help you out now. And it, we didn't really get that really cool cat and mouse dynamic that I wanted to see. It's not a big gunned up version of uh, Tom and Jerry? No. 
Well, I guess I've been playing a, a handful of weird games, mainly mobile, but uh, as far as console games, over the weekend, I finally caved and got a game I've been wanting for a long time, that being Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions. Are you guys uh, familiar with the Geometry Wars games? Not enough to know that there was a third one. Yeah, that's what I, that's where I was at, and I'm actually a pretty big fan of that. I remember initially being introduced to it on Xbox 360, which I was not an owner of, but I had a buddy who had it, and every time I'd go over to his house and spend the night, I'd literally just not sleep and play uh, Geometry Wars, the original Retro Evolved, uh, just for countless hours, like until the sun like would rise. It was unbelievable, and just it was such an addicting like uh, like mesmerizing game to play. Uh, very colorful and the the shapes and everything. It's just it's so addicting. Um, and I remember trying to get, I, I actually have a pretty good affinity for those style of games and I, I can get a pretty decent high score. So that was another reason that I would just like, every time I died, be like time to try to beat my high score. But, um, I actually don't recall the sequel happening at all. I've never played Geometry Wars 2. I don't even know what the subtitle of it is. And then all of a sudden I'm browsing PSN and there's Geometry Wars 3, uh, Dimensions. So I picked that up, and it's fucking way crazier than I was expecting. It's got so many, like, it's got the arcade classic modes where you can, like, do, like, the old school stuff. And then it also has, like, this new adventure mode where you can, like, try to, uh like, beat these objectives. Like, there's certain goals you have to meet, and you can get rated on a star basis. And then, all in all, it's just really crazy, specifically this Dimensions one, because your level can, like, kind of rotate. So, like, sometimes the level will be on, like, a cube, so to speak, and then, like, the cube's, like, rotating as you move your character around. So it gets really absurd the way uh, the, the the animations are and the way you interact with your world. But um, it's it's specifically interesting because I, as a mobile game player, I remember finding years ago a game called Pew Pew, P-E-W-P-E-W, and it's very Geometry Wars oriented. In fact, they must have been paying like all tribute to Geometry Wars, but uh, with <laughs> they probably wanted to make something very similar, and they did. But uh, all in all, I'm really excited that I'm playing Geometry Wars again. It's just super addicting and just visually enticing to watch and play. Oh my god, I'm just seeing like a gif of like one of the final levels of Geometry Wars and it's just everything's like neon and just exploding and just ah. Best word, yeah, it's like a neon clusterfuck for real. Um, but so, and for listeners that are interested in that, check out Pew Pew and Pew Pew 2. They're, uh, specifically Pew Pew 2 because it's like way Doug, more crazy. It just sounds like gibberish. <laughs> pew Pew and Pew Pew 2 and Pew 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 Pew. Yeah, seriously, they're really um, fun games for mobile. I've been playing those. I actually like mastered those and I haven't played them in years because like I did everything I could. But I just recently revisited and it was a lot of fun. But those aren't even the mobile games I've been playing lately. Let me dive into those a little bit. So I have some that I really enjoyed and some that I really fucking hated um let me go into the hated ones first um i'm sure there's a lot of people that will enjoy this too but it just wasn't my style of game (laughs) this game is terrible but you might like it because you have shit taste yeah potentially (laughs) um it's called skyward uh you guys have to look this up here i'll put it in the skype call um it's basically uh i'm pretty sure it's for ios and android but it's a game where you have to tap uh 
It's like a labyrinth style game. So what drew me to this game was the style. It looks kind of similar to Monument Valley in the way that they set up their levels. I'm like, ooh, it's got it's got that uh, M.C. Escher feel with like the impossible geometry and stuff. So I'm like, that's interesting and it looks beautiful. And if you're playing the almost better than silence drinking game, you can take a shot because Doug <laughs> mentioned Monument Valley. God damn it. Um <laughs> But the idea of this game is there's like this rotating little circle that as it rotates, you want to time it so that the circle uh, overlaps with the level. So as it overlaps with something, you tap it and then it'll do it again. And you have to keep continually tapping, uh, precisely timing it as you climb your way up this really like MC Escher style painting. And uh, the physics of it is just really weird. It's really hard to get used to. Like, I feel like my high score is like under 50 and I played it like a jillion times because I was just like, I have to do better. Um, It's just extraordinarily challenging. Maybe that's why I don't like it. But uh, for someone who might have like, I don't know, ADD or something, you might love this kind of game. I'm not I don't sure. know. This looks pretty cool. It, it was extraordinarily challenging, and I did not like it at all. But I could see why certain people would. It just wasn't my style of game. But I just loved the art style, which was even more frustrating for me, because I'm like, oh, I love the way it looks, but I just can't play it, because I'm terrible. But, um, so that game's kind of shit, and I don't recommend it. Uh, and then the on the good side of things that I really did enjoy, it's this game called Transmission. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Yeah, so this game is uh, by Science Museum, and it's a puzzle game. Um, it's basically... Uh, how do I put this? It's like a mind-bending puzzle game where you create cuni- communication networks to reveal their strengths. And I only got so far into it, but you're basically connecting all these nodes in a different way to complete the puzzle and uh, satisfy certain criteria. So it's like, oh, this node expects... Uh, two cubes but and if you send if you like click click and drag this node to this one it'll like create this network where like all of, uh, and you can create like loops and stuff and it's actually pretty fucking complicated like i'm still uh trying to hammer out like a handful of the early levels because it's pretty uh in depth on how you like solve these puzzles but i overall i'm having a lot of fun with that and it's just um really just visually pleasing and casual and a nice little teaser for your brain Hmm. Nice. Yeah. But that's about all in the... Oh, wait. And then there's this other one. Oh, yeah. This is the last one. But And I'm kind of torn on this, too. It, it's fun, but I don't know how much I'll ever end up playing it. But it's a game called Shooty Skies. And it's like a blocky, pixelated game where you just like take... I don't know. You get various characters and stuff, and you just go on like a shooting rampage through the sky. And like all this crazy shit's coming at you, and you collect coins and stuff and get prizes. It's pretty neat. So it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory with the name. Yeah, really. It's nothing too complicated. Just like if you want to blast shit away and... If you want to fly around and blow some shit up. Yeah, and it's kind of like got like that blocky, like pixelated look that everyone's going for. Um, but... Oh, and is there anything else like newsier stuff? Yes. Yes, I have out outrageous news. And by outrageous, I mean it should cause an outrage. Um, this Christmas... Walmart has has discovered that they have a decent sized uh just stack of the game Mag for PS3 that they never sold. And if you remember what Mag was, it was this huge big team uh first person shooter on the PS3. And it was kind of cool whenever it was out, but the servers have since stopped uh being run. 
So even if you get the game, you can't play it because there's no offline component to it. But Walmart has decided to try and sell this huge uh, backstock that they have of this game without warning any of their customers that it's essentially just a piece of plastic. And that really pisses me off. Yeah, no, that's shitty. That They shouldn't even be able to sell that. <laughs> right? I mean, they should they should be able to sell it for the reason that you can sell any old game that has a nostalgia feel to it, but they should be required to tell their customers that it doesn't fucking work. Oh, yeah, I would. I would think so. Uh, there's the element of, like, the sh- consumer Darwinism, where it's kind of like, eh, if you buy a piece of crap and you didn't do your research on it, eh, it's kind of on you. Because, yeah, but how many moms and grandmas buy shit for their kids and they don't know any better? I mean, well, that's why you keep the receipt. It's not like you can, you know, you buy it and you're fucked forever. Like, you can return and get your money back. Due, due to Walmart's policy, once the game has been opened and you've tried it and it doesn't function, it's now been opened and fucked with and you can't return it. Oh, really? I knew GameStop was like that with uh, PC games. Yeah, Walmart's absolutely like that. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah if it's something special like that where there is no online component and it's only on multiple you know, multiplayer servers and all the servers have been shut down since like, this is a weird, really special situation. I don't think too many games were like this, but yeah, I can understand that. There's actually evidence that Walmart is aware that the game is defunct and they don't give a shit and they're trying to sell it anyways. So that's ridiculous too. Yeah, no, that's plausible and believable. Yeah. I mean, Walmart's not the morally upright, you know, company we compare everything to. So it's, it wouldn't be surprising. Oh, here's something to. Like, I don't know, that's upsetting news. Here's something that's not upsetting. This is actually fucking awesome. And I saw Puppies. it. Uh, I saw it in an article in Wired. It says, the real way to play Res Infinite in a VR vibrating suit. I'm like, that's oh ridiculous. So I saw a picture. This dude's got a full suit that, like, responds to, like, the different things that happens in that fucking, like, visual masterpiece, like, of a game, my all-time favorite game. And I think they should uh, revise the title. It should be, The Real Way to Play Res Infinite, Candy Flipping in a VR Vibrating Suit. And for those who don't know what candy flipping is, that's doing ecstasy while on LSD. Whoo! Not a combo I've ever tried, but that sounds ridiculous. Yes, quite. Um, Just the... the idea of a full vibrating suit just makes me feel like motion sickness. Like it just it's like ah, I don't know. That bothers me. It's interesting that they're even capable of doing such a thing and uh, having it sync up with the game. I think it would just really enhance the immersion factor. Not to mention that just the fact that it's VR alone, you're already immersed. But the vibrations and everything that would just be so ridiculous. I I really would love to try something like that. Yeah, me too. I I bet it's fucking insane. Oh, absolutely. Another thing, uh, Square released gameplay footage of the Final Fantasy VII remake, and it looks fucking awesome. Oh, nice. Uh, Even like the new combat system there? It looks like the, like, it looks like the old combat system. It just looks way more cinematic. I think they kept it the same, but it looks like a fucking movie while you're fighting. Hold on, let me... I'll pull, I'll pull up the video. You guys have to see this. Yeah, because I am interested in that combat system. I feel like that's the thing people are most concerned about. Yeah. I love everything about the first game. I've played through it literally 20 times. I have it on PS1. I have it downloaded on my PS3. I have it on Steam. It's on my computer. I've played the shit out of this game. And I'm telling you right now, the remake looks amazing. Nice. 
Yeah, because there's still new games coming out with turn-based combat. Like, yes, there used to be a lot more with older games, but there's still plenty of games that could do it well. Like XCOM still has like turn-based combat, and it's still done very well. Yeah, so definitely. it's not it's not impossible to do with modern graphics and you know gameplay styles. Yeah, uh, it's not something I mean that we can really go too much into because we don't know much. But uh, Ko- Kojima has switched to Sony. He's been partnering up with them since Konami has officially let him go. Yeah, I did hear that. I heard he started his own thing, but it's just it's Sony related. Yeah, there was rumors he was going to start his own company, but I think he might start his own studio, like affiliated with Sony. That way, he has that backing, like kind of a, a safety net in case you know he does need a lot of you know funding for something. But apparently, Konami is going to try another Metal Gear game without Kojima. Which <laughs> good fucking luck. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. I don't think you can make a decent one without him. Um, no. Doug, you should throw this link in the episode description on the site so the listeners can look at this. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. The combat looks amazing. It, it looks like a goddamn, like, I don't even know, like Advent Children, but you're playing it and, like, <laughs> even crazier. Wait, wait till about um, around, the minute, around the minute mark in the video. Exactly. Shit hits the fan. That was outrageously cool. Like it, it looks like kind of it, look like it looks it like looks it's like turn based still, but it's sort more of, cinematic. But it Kingdom Hearts ish. That's what I thought at first, but if you look at the menu that is in the lower left, it is exactly the same as the selections in the original Final Fantasy VII. Plus, if you look to the right, there are these meters that are filling up that are moving too fast okay. to be a limit break gauge, and I think that's the turn gauge from the original that shows when you're up next. Okay, that's plausible, and pro- po- probably right. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything that really seems turn-based-y. It seems like he's just... For lack of a better word, the HUD display looks exactly the same as it does in Final Fantasy VII, and that only makes sense if it's turn-based. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Um... Okay, one more thing before we really move on. Uh, the the guy at the same thing, I guess it was PlayStation Experience. Uh, the one guy came out with uh, a cran- a Crash Bandicoot shirt on, and now everyone's freaking the fuck out, like wondering, <laughs> like, oh, is Crash Bandicoot getting revived? And like, just because this guy wore a shirt, like, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like that's a big thing with gamers. Like, they if they want to believe in something, they freak out, and it's like they're the first ones to start conspiracy theories like that, where it's like, oh, he had the shirt, that means something. And for a long time, I was just like, ah, it's just people hyped up because they want to, they want to remake, they want to relive those games. But like, especially with Metal Gear Solid 5 and like the Phantom Pain trailer and stuff, it, they were right. Like, so it was a metal, new Metal Gear game. So part of me is thinking, ah, maybe there is a new Crash Bandicoot coming. Like, yeah, that actually would be cool because I personally just don't give a shit about anything Naughty Dog's done since Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, listeners are fucking pissed at me. Uh, You can play uh, one of the Uncharted games and you'll be set. I don't. I really don't think you need to play all three. That's where also Resistance was very mediocre. That's how I feel about everything. I mean, we. I swear to God, early 2016, us three are all going to do the analysis of uh, The Last of Us because it's going to be kind of varied opinions, and I'm eager to see what we all end up saying. (laughs) Yeah, but I I think they would have. 
been better off sticking to like the adventure platform, like where their roots basically. Sure, everything they did, it I, I'll give them credit. It was impressive, uh, graphically and the what they were capable of accomplishing. Sure, but like overall, it wasn't like games that I'm like obsessed about. Whereas like yeah, everyone remembers Crash Bandicoot because of like the nostalgia and stuff. I'm I think they could make it really cool, but uh, it it'd have to be like one upping uh jack and daxter somehow because like i don't know that was like the last real platformer like that was like new age so to speak i feel like oh i didn't realize they did jack and daxter that's it was weird because that was kind of like a rival for uh ratchet and clank so it's like it seemed like a very similar game but just with different you know skins on them i actually played all three of those and really enjoyed the jack and daxter franchise sure like revisiting them uh it's kind of childish and daxter's annoying as fuck (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's still a pretty fun uh, set of games. Ratchet and Clank was so good at first. Like the first well, couple movie, Ratchet so. and Clank games were what? really solid. Like I, I just loved the whole leveling up your weapon thing, and it becomes slowly more and more powerful. And then at the max level, it turns into a completely different weapon and does something new and surprising that you weren't expecting. I love that. That's pretty cool. Um, where's the Slife Cooper fan amongst us all? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I, I kind of got excited when I started seeing, like, talk about the next one. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I didn't play them as a kid. Let me just buy the whole, like, collection where they had all three games in one. And I burnt through all three. And I was like, man, it was good, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. when I was done the collection, <laughs> I was like, this is kind of the end for me. Like, this was a good trilogy. It could be, it could do well just staying as that. It doesn't need more. Well, that's how I felt about Spyro the Dragon, but I think, didn't you post something in Slack recently that something's happening with that? I forget. It, I mean, I know Spyro devolved into the Skylanders, like it started with Spyro. Hold and on, now, let me see. Now that's Wait. become its own thing entirely. Oh my god, the original Spyro and the second Spyro are my fucking childhood. Oh, someone remade Spyro in the Unreal Engine, or oh, remade Christ. the level. Does it look it's, any good? I mean, yeah, it's the Unreal Engine, it's... It's like um, people have made certain levels in like uh, Ocarina of Time in the Unreal Engine, and everyone always talks about like, oh yeah, it's going to be a completely f- you know fan made remake of the game, all done in the Unreal Engine. No, no one ever gets past like one level because it takes so long, and it's only like a handful of guys actually doing it. No one can actually commit to it while not getting paid to do it. Like they have to have jobs. Exactly. I remember even earlier in this podcast, I mentioned like, oh, someone remade uh, Mario or something. And it was just like the first level and it was buggy as fuck. And it was like awful. So I don't know. Yeah, those projects tend to be just like a one level and done kind of thing. This it's is why crowdfunding show- is going to be amazing in the future. Sure. It's, it's mostly to show you this is what it would look like if it was made today, like with today's graphics level. Yeah, so, that's all it really is. I doubt they'll actually do it. Let's go around uh, the table, though. Uh, vote. Do you guys think Spyro deserves a remake? I personally don't. I think absolutely uh, yes. Go fuck yourself, Doug. <laughs> I, I just don't think it does. I, I'm more of a Crash guy. I really am. Crash Bandicoot was... is absolutely better, but Spyro was amazing. I'm, I, the, the reason I even say this, though, is not, I just don't think every single franchise deserves to be revived, but that's probably debatable. Uh, everyone who's thinks of it as their own intellectual property they just want to bring it back eventually and kind of bleed it for all it's worth um but to me i think it'd be smart to bring back certain ones but not others 
Well, I absolutely agree that not every franchise deserves to be revived. Like, Tack and the Power of Juju, go fuck yourself. Who? <laughs> or Gex or whatever. Whoa, hey, whoa, hold no, on. No, hey now, hey. Gex I don't, was hilarious. You whoa. bring that back and I will pay. F- I will fund that myself. All right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> wow. But I would D- say, yeah. does Spyro have like the right to be brought back, like remade? Like, is he iconic enough? Yes. Does he need to be? No, we don't That's really need a Spyro. Yeah, I think it is deserving of a remake if they said they were doing it, sure. But like I said, he started with the whole Skylanders thing. Like he was kind of the introduction to that. And since then, it's devolved into its own thing. And I doubt any kids actually know who Spyro is now. But yeah. like it, that's kind of what Spyro would be. It's for kids still. You're not going to get a gritty, dark Chris Nolan directed Spyro game where he's like bleeding out and like biting people's heads off. Like that's not going to happen. So it's still a kid's game at heart. Here's a game that I want to see a remake of. And think whatever you want about this opinion, but Croc. No, absolutely. I love that game. I actually played both uh, Croc and Croc 2. Um, I'm not sure if there was a third or not, actually. I wasn't thrilled with Croc 2. I loved the shit out of the first one, though. That oh, me game too. Was I... un- it changed my idea of what I thought platforming games could be. It was definitely a little clunky, but it was really fun. I had a blast with it. I It was really um, a great storytelling game. It was super game. clunky, but it made it difficult in the way that Dark Souls is difficult, and I love that. <laughs> uh, no, the one thing I loved about Croc specifically was the ability of me finding all the secrets without, like, and that was before I had the internet. I would, like, fall off a cliff and be like, oh, shit, if you fall off the cliff and then go to the right a little bit, there's, like, a little ledge down there with this little, like, a multicolored star thing that if you, like, go into it, it's, like, a whole nother world where you can get all this shit, like, special crystals and shit. Like, that game had all sorts of, like, not Easter eggs, but, like, all sorts of, like, secrets and shit that if you found them, it was ridiculous. Also, Croc and Crash Bandicoot both will always forever hold this special place in my heart because... This was right around when I was like 12 years old when these came out. Yeah. And my grandfather got a PS1 at his house because I stayed there on the weekends because he was a really important figure in my life. And for a while, I would sit down and play some games. And whenever I got Croc and Crash Bandicoot, he perked up a little bit and was like, this is kind of cool. And then eventually, when I would come over to his house on uh, Friday afternoon after school, He'd be sitting there fucking playing Croc or Crash Bandicoot by himself, a 75-year-old man, and just loving the shit out of it. And it brought us so much closer together, yeah. and I always love those games because of that. Hell yeah, dude, that's so great. They are, they're easy to have fun with. I don't know, Croc kind of lost me when they started going into shoes. It's, they just look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. Can you eat those, by the way? Like, they're a what? survival thing. Yeah, they're edible. I mean, I mean, I guess anything is once. Like, you can yeah. eat anything once. Right, but some stuff will kill you. Like, I think it's actually yeah. a legitimate source of nutrition. I kind of have to look this up now, because I might be full of shit. I, think, I don't... Are Crocs edible? Yeah, that comes up... Uh, Brandon Crocs said... Uh, Croc shoes are definitely not edible. There you go. <laughs> Alright, thank God. What the I, hell? That's a thing I've say, heard. Ridiculous. I've never heard of that. That's ridiculous. No. Um <laughs> But here's a valid, like, fear I have. So it's like, sure, everyone is, like, amongst the gamer community, it's agreed, oh, it'd be awesome to have Crash Bandicoot remade and have a resurgence of Crash Bandicoot. But is that really what we want? We have to think about what we're asking for. Like, be careful what you wish for. 
I, I, I've always thought to myself, maybe PlayStation should take a page out of Nintendo's book and do the whole, oh, every time, every year we have the new set of Mario games. It's like we have the new set of Crash Bandicoot games and like, it, it's, and maybe they could res, uh, resurge, uh, Crash, Crash Team Racing and really have that going for them. But then I, I feel like, Crash Team Racing. I know Crash Team Racing was amazing. And I really think that's where they're going to be going if they do bring Crash back. And that will be like a huge moneymaker for them. But, it, it's also then we get what we wanted, but then I swear to God, as soon as that happens, all the gamers are going to be complaining that they're like, Oh, all we ever get is crash games. And all they're, they're going to like, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's crazy. Like once we get what we want, we like, tur- uh, turn the card and are quick to judge and be like, Oh, fuck. Or people complain there's no original IPs out there or they're just exactly. So yeah, th- people are always going to be complaining about something. I, I don't think Sony should go that way. Like, would it be cool? Yeah. But do they really, are they really going to compete with Nintendo who has just the gauntlet of all those characters that everyone holds so dear from their childhood and nostalgia and just have so much nostalgia for? Like I've said it before, Nintendo is just a nostalgia company. They're innovative here and there, especially with Mario games like Mario Maker and stuff. But for the most part, they're just rehashing old characters in new outfits and they're like, fuck it. You're going to buy it anyway. What do we care? And yeah. people do. So it's, it's absolutely true. And I think. Uh, PlayStation's attempt at testing their audience for being like, how nostalgic will you guys go? Was a uh, uh, PlayStation Battle Royale, and I think that was a giant flop. It, exactly. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Right, well, that was an interesting conversation. I'll right. say this real quick though. Um, there's a game that I'm super excited for that's coming out called Cluster Truck. That kind of looks like a free running, like Mirror's Edge sort of style. Like it's in a scheme where everything's like super crisp colors and like there's not too much bleeding in between the colors um so i'm excited for that if it sounds good to anyone and aviary attorney where you play as a bird lawyer in 1848 france this sounds trying to defend your client it's ridiculous i've gotten onto this weird like hot to full boyfriend like bird games like where every (laughs) where it's just a regular game but everyone's birds like it's weird and i love it um and also Real quick, Bayonetta is coming to Smash Brothers. Oh shit! So I think I'm that's okay gonna be with cool. That. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great seeing these super detailed characters like Snake, Cloud, Bayonetta, right next to like Mario and the villager from Animal Crossing, who are super cartoony. <laughs> like, is Mr. Game and Watch still in the mix? I don't know. I haven't played the new one yet. Oh, uh, me neither. That'd be so hilarious. I hope so. But uh, it looks like we're about out of time. I'm actually going to be having a second half of this episode with Matt and Mark. So, uh, But let's do some quick plugs for you guys before we go. Um, where can listeners find you, Bren? ABTS Brendan on Twitter. Awesome. And everything. And how about you, Kier? Uh, my Twitter is uh, not another Kier on Twitter. But you should really check out my new podcast, Life in Overdrive, which is Life in Overdrive on Twitter. And it's on Pinecast and the Almost Better Network. Go yeah, go yeah. listen to it. It's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that show comes out every Tuesday. It's a great show. Highly recommend. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining me tonight, uh, Brandon Kier. And I will be right back with the other hosts. Hey everyone, I'm back with Matt and Mark. How are you guys? I'm doing hey, good. doing all right. Glad to have uh, some more of the hosts on this New Year's Spectacular. We had Brandon Kier earlier. The only person we're really missing is uh, AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's kicked off so the show away. for a whole year. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
That would be some serious punishment. No, nah, but we want to do that to him. But uh, so how are you guys? And uh, I guess we should kind of talk about your New Year's resolutions for where you want the show to go and or where you want the network to go. Like, what are some like things you would like to see us do? Uh, I know earlier we kind of mentioned getting more into the YouTube's kind of things. Mark, why don't you go first? Uh, yeah. So for sure, the one big thing for me is definitely um just being on more. I, I know, I think I, my, my episodes that I've been on are, I, I think it's in the teens at this point, but I, I definitely want to, want to hop on more and contribute more personally. That's nice. No, you're, you're definitely a pretty big contributor. And honestly, it's funny. Uh, most of the ones you end up on are real funny listens. Uh, you ended up on a shitload of the best of I was the walrus. Uh, Brian <laughs> oh, always man. gives you shit about that. I know. He he secretly loves it. He pretends like he hates it. But. <laughs> yeah. But um so that's a valid thing to like aspiration for the new year. Uh how about you, Matt? Um well, a few things. So, uh personally, uh I want to kick Bren's ass at I was the walrus um get back <laughs> at the top of the leaderboard uh, cuz I was doing nice. all right at the beginning and then Bren started just bullying his way in there. And I'm not entirely unconvinced that he is, uh, being, been blackmailing people saying that he'll send them bad games on Steam, uh, if, if, <laughs> uh, they don't vote for his answers. So, um, that's a thing. As far as the network goes, a couple things. So, I mean, you're always on the lookout for new shows that maybe we can, uh, trick into joining us. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, sign your life away to the devil. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we make any money or <laughs> have like dues or something. Um, but it, just getting more of a diversity of shows, and uh, it's it's great that Kier's joined us and and started Life in Overdrive. And um, if AJ ever puts out another episode, you know that's an awesome show to have on the network. Uh, and- yeah, about that. <laughs> uh, it's it's all good. Um, one thing I mentioned, uh, that you guys didn't hear is that I'm hoping to eventually do some kind of like potential, like offshoot of ABTD where we, uh, strictly stream it. So maybe we all get webcams and do offshoot Dungeons and Dragons sessions. Like, uh, I guess Bren uh, was suggesting we do like Gamma World, uh, here was suggesting we do the other one pathfinder i would personally love to do a round of mouse guard which is this weird role-playing game where it looks like it's in the setting of Redwall, but it's like it's crazy um so i'm thinking about maybe that'd be something we'd be and in, we'd invest in in 2016 but that's mm-hmm. up in the air for right now yeah for sure i would also love the- to see oh sorry sorry matt i thought you were done Oh, I, I was just going to say also that uh, we, we've talked a lot about doing something like Patreon. And so I think for 2016, that's definitely something that um, I'm at least going to try and get set up and, and hopefully we can do a little bit of crowdfunding. And um, Yeah, I actually mentioned that and said that you'd probably be interested in setting that up for this coming year. I think that'll be kind of we're moving forward with that finally. Yeah, I, I know we have like a decent number of listeners and, you know, we have no source of income right now. And so everything that we do is sort of out of our own pockets. And there's certainly a lot of things that we can improve on and a lot of things that, 
we could take any sort of donations and and put them towards like Dubs needs a new microphone and making sure everybody's got good <laughs> oh. headsets. And <laughs> I feel That's like he's not never true anymore. It's going to be like a anymore. running. Oh yeah, that a is running true. joke where he just never gets a new microphone. <laughs> I just sent it in the mail. I just sent him my old microphone, so he'll be okay. He's going to be more active next year. <laughs> I feel like um, I've been hearing that for a year. Uh, it's so true. <laughs> But no, it's funny. I felt that way about Life in Overdrive, but hey, it's out there now, so. <laughs> um, but so, how about games we've been playing? Uh, the listeners already heard about me. How about you guys? Oh, Anyone want to go first? I, okay, so, I have been, I don't know what happened, but I got this, like, motivation to just tear through my Steam library, and I, oh my god, I have so many games that I've been playing recently. Um uh probably close to i don't know probably maybe like 10 even um so the first game that i want to bring up is <laughs> you know obviously one that it's it's been just beaten into the ground but i finally played and beat life is strange yay uh, yeah definitely my top 5 games of all time fantastic writing just really cool game mechanics. I mean, it's, it's limited, but it's just, I don't know. I, I couldn't stop playing it. I couldn't put the game down. I ended up beating it in like two nights. Uh, I clocked in 13 hours. I stayed up really late after work every day. Um, so fin, yeah, finish that game. Um, I also have been playing a lot of like little indie games that I've been getting in like bundles. Uh, one of them being, it's called Gone Home. And it's in 1995, and you you get off a plane, and you go back to visit your family after not seeing them for a really long time. And no one's there. And there's just this note on the door, and it just says, like, uh, it's from your sister. And it says, please don't try and figure out where I am. It's just, like, better for both of us if you don't know. Uh, Don't search around the house for any clues as to where I went. And so, yeah, throughout the game, you just... You obviously don't, don't abide by her request and you go out, like, and th- like, piece together all these clues and figure out what, what happens. It, it was good. It was kind of like a walking simulator with one game mechanic of rotating certain yeah. objects, but no, it, it, it was cool. Uh, it had sort of like a horror vibe to it, but I mean, nothing, nothing ever scary really happened, but, um, and then there's just been a bunch of little like JRPGs that I've been playing um, that I won't go into too much depth into just for the sake of time. But um, uh, I started Darksiders 2, got pretty far into that. <laughs> um, I finally beat Persona 4, actually. That's another thing. Um, I've been playing Braid. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Antichamber. I've been playing Fez. I've just been playing so many games i don't know what wow i i i just got so like pumped to just get through all these games and it's actually happening and i'm so happy i also started playing like terraria with with people um yeah i i played through like the strong bad games like the homestar runner (laughs) games on steam um but yeah i'll I'll let matt go i I, there's even more games but i 
Yeah, I'll, I'll I was let someone say, else take the stage. There's, there's one thing I uh, I was on Steam the other day and I saw you were playing the Elder Scrolls uh, Oblivion. Uh, yeah, I was, like, I was. Why are you playing that? <laughs> because there. Uh, okay, so I never played the Shivering Isles DLC. Um, oh, okay. So Actually, I don't know if I did either. Even though I probably have it, it's supposed to be like the amount of content in that DLC is supposed to be like like 30 to 40% of the like initial game wow. which is just unbelievable like based on like the DLC that you get today that's just like unheard of um and I've never played it before I'm a huge fan of of all of the um Elder Scrolls franchise all, like just all the games in the franchise and uh yeah I decided to go back and I threw in some mods just to try and like push my computer to its limits so nice yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not planning on like replaying the whole game, but I was just goofing around in it. I got the game for like two dollars on the Steam sale or something stupid. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just a, a fun one to revisit. I was just curious because, like, I don't know. I'm still capable of going back to Morrowind and Oblivion, even though it like hurts my eyes. But uh, it's just these days, most people would be like, just play Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely with the graphics mods and everything. It's yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. But I'll let Matt go. What games have you been playing? Well, in in true Matt Bassa style, um, I have been playing mostly the same games. Uh, Wedding Escape is something that I continue to play despite having sort of reached a, a plateau in terms of um, the ability to progress through the game. This this is the time which I I tell you all how fucking terrible this game has has gotten. So. It's, it's definitely more targeted <laughs> towards new players. Um, you progress very, very quickly in the beginning and then you reach a point where it's like, I just fucking hate myself and just want to get this thing uninstalled from my computer. And by computer, I mean phone. Um, so Wedding Escape has sort of turned into a crapshoot. It, there's one level that I simply cannot get past and I came very close to it one time, but, um, part of the problem is that the, the, game itself makes things expensive enough after a certain point that getting any of the sort of power-ups that you need to, to get past uh, one of these levels is almost impossible. Um, on average, it's like, oh, I've got a whole game's worth of tiles that I need to clear before I beat this level and I ran out of lives. So it's pretty bullshit and everything gets super expensive. I'm really infuriated with it. The other thing that I've been playing um, casual game-wise is a little game called Rebus, and it's sort of a word-guessing game, and I don't recommend it. Two out of five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you're going to find the ones, the the misses out of the hit or misses. Yeah, there's always some stinkers. I was explaining to the guys earlier, there's a game I really didn't like called Skyward. So you might like it, Basta. I'm not sure, though. It just annoyed the piss out of me. Um, I, I don't know if you, you could hear the sound of jingle bells behind me. Um, but I, I've actually got a, a special guest in in my apartment. Hold on, Holy shit. Oh, let really? Let ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, look, look guys. I've got, I've got a visitor. It's not Santa, oh, is it? It's it's uh it's Basta Claus. Here, let me let me, let me get him over Claus. here. I'll, I'll put the I'll put the mic in front of him. Hold on. 
I've been waiting my whole life for this. Oh, it's almost better than silence. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, Basta Claus, how was your year this year? Oh, ho, it's, it, it's been very tired. It's been a long way. I've, I've, I've been smoking a lot of weed and, um, <laughs> uh, playing some casual games on my phone. Um, very busy, very time consuming. That's understandable. Um, what has been the craziest thing you've had to deal with traveling this year? Um, l- lots of wildfires, uh, singeing the the bottom of my sleigh. It's it's terrifying. It's a huge problem these days, Northern California. Doug, Doug, dreams really do come true. I know. I've been. I I never would have expected the actual Basta Claus to come onto our show. Um, so. Uh, what what's the what's the hardest thing about your job? <laughs> well, of of course, it, you know, I I have to find all of the the girls and boys that have been naughty and the ones that have been nice and and give them appropriate Steam games because that's this is the time of year for that. Oh, that's right. So, okay. Well, that being said, where does uh Matt fall under that category? Was he on the naughty or nice list? Oh, ho, 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 ho! Matt, Matt has been a very <laughs> good boy this year. He he got a he got a copy of Wedding Escape, which is free on the Android Play Store. <laughs> Claus, Basta Claus. Where does Doctor Toasty Buns fall under the under the oh, naughty oh, and nice scale? Oh. D- Dr. Toasty, Dr. Toasty Buns just got himself a copy moments ago of Skyscraper Simulator. Oh, oh terrible <laughs> game. He's, he's been very naughty this year. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hold on a second. Well, I guess... Let me... Let me uh, I, I've got a message here on Steam from uh, one Dr. Toasty Buns. That says, I, I swear to God, if this is as bad as Slaughtering Grounds, you'll be getting a copy of Bad Rats 2. So, um, it's... Oh, oh there's a not sequel? not doing any favors for himself. Oh, next year, he's going to be getting something even worse. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you're man. getting a copy of Bad Rats 2, basically. That's what that means. Well, best uh best of Claus, is there any uh anything on your New Year's resolutions? I mean, we got New Year's right around the corner. I I'm I'm going to s- start paying my employees and and have a better split with Steam because I've been exposing a lot of people to new video games. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, Best of Claus. Uh just be careful out there and don't get too high. Oh, oh, of of course, of course, uh, you'll be getting a Christmas present very soon. Oh, 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 I, for, I forgot to ask him if I was on the good or nice list. Basta Claus, Basta Claus, come back! Oh, he's gone. Doug, he's gone. Oh, guys, guys, you just, he just, the jingle bells are going off into the distance. Can you hear that? I, I don't yeah. know where he's going. Well, he's oh. in all of our hearts, so that's all that really matters. Yeah, that that is all that matters. So. There's some kind of newsy things that I was saving for uh, you guys that I kind of wanted to bring up. I don't know why, but I kind of wanted to bring this to Matt's attention. There's this weird-looking uh, Bluetooth keyboard. I don't think you'd be interested in actually owning it, but I think it's like it's weird. It looks like this like typewriter-style keyboard. Uh, I guess just by 
just by the description of it, what would you put a price tag on that? What would you guess the prices? Wait, you said it's just a Bluetooth keyboard? That it looks very like premium and it and it like simulates a typewriter. Oh, it's it's got to be a oh. it's got to be a few hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah that's two, that's that's reasonable. But what like, would you what would you guess? Two hundred seventy five bucks. Uh, higher. Three hundred bucks. Even higher. And okay, this, this is getting three hundred fifty bucks. Four hundred. It's four hundred uh, uh, MSRP, uh, but it's three hundred and fifty right now uh, because it's eligible for a fifty dollars discount. But re- regardless, I think that's really overpriced for a keyboard. But the fact that it's Bluetooth, sure, that's real nice uh, because yeah, no wires involved. But uh, and it looks fucking. I'm sure it'd be fun to tap that thing and it'd feel like a, a fucking typewriter and all that. But I agree. It's really high end in the. It's gonna make you hurt in the wallet. Yeah, that's that's definitely. For it a sounds like a terrible market. idea. Yeah, I, I was just. I just think for anyone who's like a super hipster that has so much money that they don't know what to do with themselves, and they're like, "That's got my name all over it." Here you go. But I also kind of want to point out, yeah, it's way overpriced. Uh, I guess they're going for the whole, it's so premium that it costs a shitload. It's like, you, you, dude, you could get a fucking PS4 for the price of this Bluetooth keyboard. Put it in that regard. That yeah. actually makes you think to yourself, what the fuck did I just spend money on? And yeah, and in that same, that same vein, you could, you could build like a low end gaming PC for the price of a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely an, a niche market. Like, there's like, like very few people that would spend money on this, but like you know, like steampunk fanboys are probably drooling over this. Exactly, and Hipsters. I we kind of have somewhat mm-hmm. of a steampunk like fan base, so I always like to bring like goofy shit like that up. But yeah, it is overpriced. Don't buy it. Whatever. Um, next <laughs> on the list, uh, the red this, turtle. This thing is terrible. Don't buy it. <laughs> The, the Red Turtle Swims Ashore, September 2016. Uh, it's Studio Ghibli's next installment in their uh, series of films, uh, but it's called The Red Turtle, and it's coming <laughs> September. What do you guys think of this? Um, I'm asking Mark specifically, because Mark's the anime guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to see it. There's no doubt about that. Um, I will admit, a lot of people will probably hate me for saying this, but the last Miyazaki movie that I saw... In theaters was what was the wind rises yes uh i didn't like it like i genuinely did not enjoy that movie i not much happened it like went absolutely nowhere so i i it was it was easily like a five or six out of ten in my opinion so i and i didn't think that studio was capable of of making making stuff that would make me feel that way but um yeah, no, I'm excited, and I will 100% watch it. Like, that's not a question at all. Nice. Um, so, yeah, we'll hopefully it works out well, and yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Also, Basta Claus, thank you so much for this fantastic copy of Dinner Date, which to what it, to what it looks like, it's you genuinely are just sitting at a table waiting for your date to show up, and they just don't show up. So uh, I'll I'll pass the message so on to Basticlaus. He's he's already left. He's he's already left the the building. He's off to um go to yeah. another podcast. I didn't think oh. he was still hanging around, but uh, yeah, you're yeah, right. No, he's, he's not. He's he's got I'm a lot of no uh, speaking one. engagements. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just shouting at nothing right now. Well, just shouting into the wind. And yeah, that's most of what right. this show is, but I mean, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Anybody know what AJ's Steam name is? <laughs> oh, God. No. I don't, honestly. Okay. Oh, I think he I, just plays PS4. Oh, bless his like, heart. I think that's it. But, um, and then, so there was the red turtle I wanted to bring up for anime fans. And last but not least, this game that, uh, it came out already, but I haven't played it or purchased it. But I think it's right up Matt's alley. Uh, I don't know if we brought it up or not, but it's this game called Life is Hard. So it's funny when there's such like a blockbuster hit called Life is Strange for a game to have such a similar title. But this is like a pixelated, uh, 2D real-time strategy with elements of God Simulator. Uh, it's really interesting looking. It, I, I could just see Basta playing this for hours and or streaming it. Uh, I, I would love to get your opinion of it when you check it out. Um, but this game looks really challenging and, uh, fun. Um, what is, what platform is this on? I just, I see it in steam, so I would buy it on PC. I don't know if it's available or for anything else. Ooh, that oh. does look actually really nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I swear to God, it's like so up your alley that you would have a lot of fun have, with that. Have you played I love it? the pixel art. No, I've just seen gameplay of it and it just looks like it, it's very captivating, but also extraordinarily challenging. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. What was the one game you played where those strange little like creatures were like attacking you and it was oh, like Kingdom. a Kingdom. Yes, exactly. I feel like it must it's kind of in the same vein as that game. Speaking of games Matt would like, I've been playing my first like mobile game that I that has really like been like only on mobile and I've been addicted to and it's like stupid with no payoff. Um it's called 10 Billion Wives. And the, basically, the the game consists of uh, collecting these things called love points, where where you just like let the timer run and it generates these points. And there's like love points per second, and that's based on like how many wives you you collect. And then at the same time, you can tap the screen and it generates more love points. And like that, like variable can be altered based on like how much you level up characters what you buy your wives so you can like buy them like a new rice cooker and it and it gives them like more more love points it's probably the simplest game of all time and it just really made me like stop and think like oh my god this is such an easy game like to to build like i could i could like it just I could build this game in a weekend if I wanted to. And they've probably made a couple hundred thousand dollars. There's like over a million downloads on each platform with in-game transactions and advertisements. And it just like, it really hit me. Like if you have a cool idea and it's like really easy to make, you can change your whole life by just making this stupid app. And as long as it's advertised well and, gets out to the general public which from what i've heard is the hard part no matt i mean matt uh mark that being said <laughs> i was ex- complaining earlier about from our new year's resolution we actually have to make a game in 2016 we told our listeners all oh, 2015 yeah. we are gonna make yeah. a game and we haven't this is what i'm talking about you having this uh 
epiphany and understanding that it's not that hard. We it's are not. very capable. No, we're all capable. We all are uh, <laughs> software developers and we know what we're doing and we can do it. It's just a matter of actually doing it. So that is a serious uh, New Year's resolution for the Almost Better team that we're going to really get a game out there. So it's hey, just, man. It, it requires the right idea and the right people and we have the right people it's just the I, right idea yeah dude i'm totally down i uh i have one app on the store on the android app store right now it's it's not a good app but i actually so i made this app to get my job so i was like going to job fairs and like not getting like tons of of uh, like callbacks and stuff so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go make an app and publish it and put that on my resume and after I did that, I seriously, the, the amount of people that wanted to have interviews like quadrupled. It was unbelievable. It like wasn't even that good of an app. I just used, I just used like an existing. So what the app does is it just like filters images. So you can load images or take pictures with your camera. And it just, I, I use like existing, an existing like API and I just, like through the images through a filter and then you can save them or view them. And it was like super easy and I did it like very quickly, but the, it, it's, it's just really crazy how, how all this stuff works. But yeah, dude, we definitely need to make a game and we have such a great team to do that. Definitely. And I like wanted to use the podcast as like my reason for actually following through. It's like, Oh, well, if I say it on the podcast, I'll definitely have to do it. But a whole year went by and here I am without a game. So it's more or less, uh, getting our, uh, nose to the grindstone and churning this bitch out. But I really, that is something we'll hopefully start working on early 2016 so we can actually give people updates and shit. Um, so update though, for the bastard claws fans, uh, I just got my gift from the fucker. Uh, oh. But it, it's, it, it's, it's not, the, it's actually got mostly positive reviews. And I'm, and even though he said I've been a naughty, naughty podcaster, uh, I, it's called Luxuria Suburbia. And it, it's this weird looking game, simple game of touch, pleasure, and joy. And it's very colorful and musical. It's quite a journey. So I'm really excited to travel down these. F- uh, flower-like tunnels and interact with these levels. It might be something I'll stream down the road just to goof around. So go. he didn't give you a copy of Dinner Date? That was just Thank me. Goodness, no. No, Bastard Claus is full of originality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does tend to switch things up. Absolutely. Um, so here's a question for you guys. Is there, uh, do we have time to play a quick game of I Was a Walrus? I think everyone is who's listening kind of wants us to play. Oh, Absolutely. I'm down. All right, cool. I mean, We're I, I, do it. I have nothing to lose here. So um, I, ha- I have to say, I have to say, Mark, have you ever been the judge? Yes, I have. I have. As, um, yeah. In listening to the the best of episodes, I haven't heard you judge, and I haven't also listened back to any of the episodes that you have judged in. Uh, you did. okay? So you were actually in one, I believe. Was um, I? it was. Oh, maybe I was. It was maybe I just. I think it was one. I th- no no I think you don't remember it because it was it was a weird scenario like where we had four people so we each took a turn to judge and then mm. and then play it was the one where uh uh you uh said you would uh take a dump in someone's toothpaste um, oh yeah and Brendan <laughs> said the oven so yeah that that was the one <laughs> got it.
right. So, uh, so speaking of judging, though, who wants to do what? Let's determine that right now. No preference here. If anyone wants to, if they have a desire to judge or if they'd have a desire to participate, speak your case. You know what? I really want to win a game for like the so second. So you want to participate. That's fair. Yeah, I'll How participate. How about you, Matt? Which are you itch- leaning um, towards? I'm completely neutral. I'm completely neutral. So you want to roll a d20 and whoever gets the higher score uh, judges? Yes, I do. All right. Sounds great. That sounds super, almost better than Dragon style. I rolled a four. All right. I rolled a seven. Oh! So, what what did we say? Whoever gets the higher one judges? Yeah, I'll or judge. Ju- okay. So, you need to come up with categories. I Honestly, I was going to have some predetermined and send them to you, but I don't have any. So Oh, we, we a- can- AJ just sent Bastaclaus his steam name. Hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> AJ's been a very naughty boy this year. He's been a very naughty podcaster. Um... <laughs> Promising his fans episodes. <laughs> oh my we, God. Sh- we shouldn't make jokes about that. <laughs> I know. Um. Okay. How about how about this? Um. For round one, uh, tell me whether you think this this is a good question. You are building a video game in the year 2016, and um, let's say that it's a first-person shooter and uh, it, it's got that sort of Doom aesthetic. What is the most horrifying monster that you can come up with? Oh, And, and I like limit this. it to a, a, roughly the length of a tweet. Mm-hmm. Just so that it's not like eh? a, a novel about Slenderman or something. Yeah. All right. So... I guess they're, they limited to, or since it's the Doom-esque game, does it, like, it can be, like, fully upgraded graphics, or is it, like, limited to, like, pixelated, like, old Doom? You can make it look however you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to build it, so, whatever. Okay. I think, I think I have, I think I have mine. I think I have mine, too. Let me just, uh, get an image to back it up. All right. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yep, I'm ready. All right. On three. One, two, three. Uh, okay. So mine enemy would be multiple instances of the most flexible woman. And she is like extra large. And her uh, weapon is her just uh, viol- uh, projectile like vomiting like as- acid all over you. Oh, God. Gotcha. Uh, mine is... A, so it's a, a creature that, that f- shapes itself in the person that is closest to you. So it like takes, it like reads your mind and it knows like the person in your life that means the most to you. And it like cr- turns themselves into that person, but like very mutilated. And it takes all of your insecurities and projects them at you and, and starts like questioning you about them and why you did this in your life and like is just hurting and just like makes you feel like this you caused this basically. Ma- bear in mind this is a video game. This this isn't <laughs> this isn't real life. Yeah, you oh, don't have yeah. emotions. A video game. <laughs> I was like thinking of like the worst thing in the whole world basically. Like well, the, the thing I would least like to encounter in my whole life. <laughs> 
Not a did, well, did you, <laughs> yeah, I, I took that a little too far. I went to zero to yeah, you, zero you to went sort of Harry Potter there in the end as well. That, wasn't yeah, that definitely. Like a, yeah. You got a picture. It was the Dementor thing. S- Snake oh, I've wearing never, a uh, your grandmother's hat I've, or something. I've actually never finished the Harry Potter series. So oh my I, god, I that is this insane. is like the third oh, movie yeah. as well. But did you guys see the image I attached? Yeah, that's check out this image I put in this Skype. Mildly uh, pornographic. Ew. Uh, like doing like an arc <laughs> up into the air puking like a little arc of like acid bile at you as like an enemy that's not right man i feel like those positions I, that just she's in like just crimp up her esophagus yeah no she's you know? got it either I, that I or like she's got really bad indigestion built for that like yeah maybe she's like uh marilyn manson she got like a rib removed or something you should mm. see what else she can I think do she, wink they're really fast enemies though they like run right at you Okay. Like a uh, like a witch in uh, what was it? It wasn't Resident Evil. It was the other one, um, the one with the zombies. Sorry, Matt. I can't hear anything you're saying at all. Yeah, it's okay. Oh God! It, Bastaclaus uh, gave me a shitty microphone when he left, which is just really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, still, it's still going. Still yeah, we going. all know how naughty Matt really has been. Like, I know. I knew putting out all those episodes of, of uh, ABTD really late. <laughs> it's all good. Sorry about um, that, but guys. So, where, so who do, who are you leaning towards on this? Uh, you know, I'm honestly, if I was playing a video game, I'd have to go like the if I saw like some weird contortionist woman like crab leg her way over to me and then just like puke all over the place, I would I would be really freaked out by that. So I'm gonna have to go with that answer. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Yes, awesome. I mine was more horror movie than game. I think it sort of was. It was sort of psychological thriller. Um, yeah. But if there was, was a video game equivalent, um, I, I would be down for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking more like bad, like the worst dream ever. Like that would probably fall more under that. But uh, yeah. Uh, oh, well. You know, I'm, I lose most games. So it's, it's cool. Hey, me too, it's man. Cool, man. Hey, it's cool, man. You have a chance to, hey, if you get two in a row, you got this. We'll see. Um, but we are on to round two. All right. Um, if you guys could swap the flavor of any two foods and have it still be good, what would those two mm-hmm. foods be? Okay. And have it still be good? Well, relatively I mean, good. That, yeah. It's, that's. I mean, that's interesting because like. Or is that a shitty question? No, it, I, it, I almost it, there's a lot s- of answers that like would make sense. I, I exactly. Know. I was just going to be like ketchup and mustard, and then it's just like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> they're very interchangeable. <laughs> Gu- guavas and uh, Thanksgiving stuffing. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a bad question. <laughs> yeah, let's just, no, no worries. I, I like the, I, the thought behind it. You're yeah, I, along it, the, yeah, it was, it was no, sort of half-baked, though. definitely outside the box. I like it. Um, but yeah, let's brush that under the rug. <laughs> it's okay. How many tromboners do you want in the mail? That's four, no. four Fuck or off five. Off the tromboners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one. I got one. I got one. All right, so you know those commercials for uh, what is it? Um, State Farm. Where they do the jingle and they're like, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And then like a guy just like pops out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So imagine you could have that, but any person that you know, like have, have some affiliation with could just show up. Who would that person be? Okay. And it's not, it's not like they show up and they're like, like just having a good time. It's like whatever they were doing at that point in time, they're just interrupted and just teleported to you. Okay. And you have to know them and like have had an interaction with them. Yeah. And bonus points. If you can come up with the jingle that would summon them. Okay. I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Hold on. Man, this is really a hard question for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I literally had it as he was asking the question. I was like, oh, I'm so ready. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I'm gonna, I, sure. I, I have one. It's, oh, wait, wait, is, is the goal to be like funny or like helpful or it doesn't, it doesn't matter? I guess that's to be determined, really. (laughs) Okay. I guess helpful, though. It's Matt's the judge. What do you think, Matt? It's supposed to be be helpful, right? Yeah, I need more context. I don't know. Um, What do you mean? Yeah, like the the guy we're summoning into our living room. Is he going to help us, or is he going to be funny, or is he going to be... It's up to you. It it could just be like, you just want your BFF to show up. Hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. I, I it's it's terrible, but I'm ready. Okay, on three. One, two, three. You go. Okay. Uh, this guy that was that standing outside of Walmart back when I used to live in California, um, holding a bunch of packs of raw steak with his with a dog screaming and running. Running down the sidewalk, screaming at me and my and my parents. Because, what? Yeah, what? yeah, what? that happened. That happened to me. <laughs> I believe that that happened to you. But why would you want to summon him at any given time? Anyway, Cause, all right, because it's, uh, it's funny. That's it. Uh, okay, my answer is uh, your drug dealer, and my jingle, <laughs> and my jingle is like a good dealer. Bring me dank nugs. Uh, I think. Well, I guess I, I guess this is a shutout, huh? <laughs> you, you've been shut out hard there, Mark. <laughs> yeah, eh, you know, you could have said like my grandma, or you could. No, <laughs> that's way worse than a guy holding raw meat running down the street on Walmart. That's that's way worse. This, I, I don't know if that's worse. I mean, well, what if you, what if you summon him and he just like I, happens <laughs> to be like taking a shower and all of a sudden you've got a naked man <laughs> holding a pile of raw meat just running at you <laughs> that's implying oh he has it God. in the shower with him too that's great yeah no i don't know they, again it, it depends on like what the what the scale is if it's a funny factor or helpful or whatever but i mean that's yeah. just no, that's, that's just terrifying why <laughs> was yeah, you yeah it was <laughs> at what point you're like, you're like you know what i need right now <laughs> like a good person of Walmart, <laughs> some guy with raw meat is gonna be here, and then just some guy with raw meat just shows up. <laughs> that is neither helpful nor funny, Mark. I don't understand why would you pick like such a random person in your life. I, I was Maybe genuinely like, just trying to think of the weirdest person I've ever met in my whole life. Like a and homeless person scare mind. the shit out of me. <laughs> See? That's funny. That's hilarious. I feel like maybe you're getting mugged or something and you do that and everybody's like, oh, Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> see that's that's that was my goal is like what we're doing right now oh, <laughs> like, that's what i meant but yeah but that's that's yeah. the usefulness of that is severely limited <laughs> <laughs> hey man oh, I, I i blazed my own trail <laughs> well yeah I'm glad. uh well, well oh i guess we need an official choice from that though. yeah i no, don't it's think def- it's definitely not mark's answer <laughs> all right awesome yes i got i get to add a point to my i don't regret anything oh, i would do it all again hey well that's would how you, you finish this year's i was the walrus round so you, you got to start fresh next year yeah. jesus christ Guys, right. I have nothing to lose. I have the worst winning streak out of anybody here. So uh, I'm going to keep this up. Right. You, can't, you can't stop me. Um, all right, guys. Well, that was a shitload of fun. Um, it's the final episode of the year. I guess we should do some final plugs. Uh... Mark, we know that you have a podcast, but we're all kind of, it's been brought to the listeners' attention that we're kind of rethinking it, and we're going to either axe TSK and come back with a new anime podcast that just has, like, uh, maybe new hosts and stuff. We're not really sure what's in the works, but uh, where can people find you? Yeah, so that, um, I haven't set up anything for myself personally, but the almost, uh, That's So Kawaii is... Um, it, there's been some, some communication issues and, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, for, for the moment it is temporarily on hold. It will be back at some point. Um, that's to be determined. My, my my guess would be probably sometime near the end of January. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to make any promises, but. I mean, it went, when Mark ordered like 17 tons of tromboners delivered oh, to Jesus. The, the studio where they record, uh, TSK, uh, now they just can't get in the front door. It's, I know. It, it's really unfortunate. That's the, the God's honest truth, folks. But no, uh, Mark's getting married <laughs> and stuff. So I think there's just some life, uh, things coming into play. So that's why we're kind of putting TSK on hold and things. It- yeah, exactly. I'm going to be out of the country for a while. I'm going to be over in Asia for for uh 2 weeks and just planning and everything has been been pretty hectic. So That's understandable. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it will be back. I think the when it does come back, it, all of the the previous issues we had ho- hopefully will be resolved. I think I think well, our both of our lives are going to be a little bit more stable so we can we can create content more consistently so yeah Definitely. that's that's the status of that all right cool and how about you matt uh where can people find you on twitter and all that you can find me at my name at matt basta um you can check out almost better than dragons run a little short hiatus uh, over the holidays because i'm going to be traveling and i won't have access to a computer that i could do editing on so uh if you're interested at all in checking out Almost Better Than Dragons, you can find that on almostbetter.net. It's a great opportunity to catch up. We've put out six episodes uh, of the new season, and so uh, it's really fun. We, we've been having a great time doing it. Check that out. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, totally. Nice. And I would definitely say, listener, if you haven't already, go check out the latest addition to the network, Life in Overdrive, a really awesome podcast about some unique interviews hosted by a uh, host of our show, Kier Harris. So check that out. Um, 
And yeah, if you guys like us, please uh, give us some feedback. Get in touch with us on our Facebook or Twitter. Our handles ABT Silence. Um, but other than that, it's been a real fun year. I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in this long, and we have some really exciting shit in store for you next year. So stay tuned, tell your friends, and we will see you guys next year. So long, shit.